For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. The views, opinions, and conclusions expressed in the following program are those of the host, guests, and or callers, and not those of Relmar McConnell Media Company, our corporate divisions or entities, the Exxon Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, our staff, management, advertisers, broadcast affiliates, and affiliated broadcast networks. The Imagine More Success Radio Show is the all-about-you show with successful entrepreneurs and business experts sharing their stories and powerful takeaways while providing you with tips, tools, tactics, free weekly gift to help you thrive. Your hosts for the Imagine More Success Radio Show are the best-selling authors Cindy Hendricks, a certified business consultant, and Thomas Hydes, a certified world-class public speaking coach. Check out the Imagine More Success radio show at imaginemoresuccess.net because now is the time to realize your dreams and imagine more success. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today on the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We've got a really fun episode for you today. We're going to be taking you on a little journey through the human brain, specifically your brain. And for some people, that's scary. Right, Cindy? What do you think? <laughs> Well, it's scary to be on the inside looking out, but when other people can look in with some of this stuff, it's even scarier. For sure. We're going to have a really fascinating conversation today uh, about some neuroscience. We're going to be speaking with Julie, the brain lady, Anderson. She's considered to be one of the nation's top experts on the brain personality connection. So how your brain and how your personality work together. She is a dynamic, she's an engaging international professional speaker. She's got a tremendous resume. She's for more than 20 years, she's been inspiring audiences to really fire up their brains and to inspire some positive changes in their lives. And now today she's going to do it for you as well. You're going to be learning about how your brain interacts with your inner in with your relationships, how it helps you when you're working and how you can deal with stress better every single day. So Today's going to be a really wonderful day of not just entertainment, but a lot of information and a lot of great tips and strategies to help you live a much better life. And that's what we try to do every single week. And as always, in the fourth segment of our show today, Julie Anderson's got an amazing free gift for you. So you're going to want to stick around and check out everything that she's offering today. So without yes, further delay. Yes, and what a great time in our history to be able to talk about some of these things in the pandemic era that we're in. For sure. So without further delay, we want to go ahead and welcome Julie Anderson to the show. Julie, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Cindy Thomas, thank you very much for bringing me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, let's start with the basics today. So tell us what if someone has no idea what you do. Tell us exactly the first couple of sentences you would tell them so that they would know. I take the latest information coming out of the field of neuroscience. So all that technical stuff that comes out of all of those technical scans, and I funnel it down and translate it into usable information to improve your life, your business, and your relationship. So I, I, I take the technical and I make it easy to understand. Very cool. Now, how did you get started in this business? Actually, it was over 20 years ago. I was studying in the field of natural health, and one of the required courses was psychoneuroimmunology, which is this big, long word that basically means what you think in your mind, your psyche, affects the chemistry in your brain, that's a neuro, and can affect your immune system for the positive or negative. And I was fascinated what science could show us and how science could give us proof that Positive thoughts created positive health. Negative thoughts created negative health. And based on that, I sidelined and went into the neuroscience field and just started studying everything I could in neuroscience as it relates to helping us to live better lives, helping us to be better people, 
better in relationships and achieve more success by training our brains. Wow, and who doesn't need that? So, Julie, at, at this point right now, obviously, one of the biggest subjects and topics that people are dealing with is the concept of, you know, possibly getting sick with COVID or people who have had COVID maybe dealing with long haul symptoms. Take a moment and tell us a little bit about how the work you do can have a positive impact for someone who's dealing with COVID. Well, long and short of it, when you are in a chronic state of stress or a chronic chronic state of negative cycle emotions, you are constantly activating your amygdala. And the amygdala has gotten a lot of attention in the last decade because it's just fascinating what it does. And it, it literally is there to save your life. If you are being chased by someone down the road, it's going to hijack your brain. And when it does to get you to to speed, to literally feed the extra energy to the cardiovascular system, the muscular system, so you can get from point A of danger to point B of safety as fast as possible. And in the process of doing that, it shuts down the non life-sustaining systems in the body. So it shuts down your immune system. It shuts down your digestive system. Because if you're going to, you know, get eaten by a tiger in the next two minutes, you don't, it doesn't matter if you digest your food, right? <laughs> That's right. So the point is, is that when you're, it's meant to do this, but it's meant to do this on a very short term, very short term. A few minutes max is all you really want it to, to do this. Because you want your immune system constantly active, you want your digestive system working correctly, and most importantly, you want your prefrontal cortex, which is the area of your brain that's responsible for higher thinking, understanding consequences of actions, reasoning through things. You want all that active, and when the amygdala is in control, all of that is not. So first and foremost, if we are in this constant state of worry, we are constantly reducing the effectiveness of the immune system because your white blood cell count reduces. The body, the brain stops telling the body to produce these little soldiers that are going to kill the, the attacking germs that come in. And in mm. this state that we are in right now with COVID, we want our immune systems at their peak. So if you do contact this germ, your body has the best defense system to attack it naturally. And obviously, people being in a state of worry is an issue with having a very strong immune system. So what we're going to talk about next, I'm assuming, is how worry happens and how we can start to move away from that. Absolutely. So let's talk about it. All right. It, it really comes from your thought process. Your brain, <laughs> so the, the, the neurochemicals, right? The, the actual neurons, the neurochemistry, the neurotransmitters, all of that listens to what you are thinking in your mind. So you've got to be very careful what you are thinking and what you are telling your brain. So when you start to focus on the negative, you start to focus on those numbers. Oh, my goodness. Every single time you turn on the news, they tell you the latest numbers, right? The high and mm -hmm. every day there's a new peak because, of course, the numbers are are adding up. Right. So then your brain, you can start to literally psych yourself out because all you're doing is focusing on that negative as opposed to constantly hearing the positive and going, Okay, the numbers are going down in general. You know, we're into the, the the vaccines are out there. You know, focusing on the positive is going to reduce the negative, which means it's going to keep the worry under control. Because when you're polarizing your thought process on the negative, you're causing worry. You're causing yourself to be more concerned than you need to be. Okay, so this is something that I hear quite often. I hear a lot of... Um, my female friends mentioned that they spend a great amount of time specifically in worry. Is there a specific reason why women have a tendency to at least think that they spend a lot more time in worry than maybe their male counterparts? Oh, I love that you asked that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> because yes, actually it has to do with the wiring in the brain. Um, okay. It boils down to the corpus callosum as well as different segments on the right side of the brain. Women tend to, when they are processing thought, they tend to use both hemispheres of the brain, right and left, more than men do. 
men tend to stay, they, their corpus callosum, which is this connecting, this mass of connecting fibers between the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. And men tend to stay, they're, they're, they have a two-lane country road going between the two hemispheres. Women, we have a massive freeway interchange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just, just picture Sounds about that. right. Yeah, right? <laughs> so that's why women bounce all over the place all the time. But what that also causes us to do is we, in processing cognitive thought, we tend to use more of the right brain. And the right brain has many more connections to the limbic system in the brain, which is the home of emotion. And this is where worry and these negative emotions can generate from. So men, they tend to just stay on that left side. Not that you don't have right brain men, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of men that are 45% of the population are considered to be right brain thinkers who are male, but they just tend to, they don't bounce back and forth. So they don't engage that worry component of their brain as much as women do and it's literally has to do with the wiring and the way the brain scans when you're scanning it on these pet scan machines or the functional mri machines wow that's fascinating fascinating and how many percentage of women are the left brain thinkers 45 roughly um, now now i'm doing i'm doing based on current figures that is that that have been scanned right needless to say everybody in the in the country or in the world have not been scanned on a pet scan machine but based on the current statistics it comes out to roughly a 45 55 split 45 percent of the women are are left brain dominant 55 percent are right brain dominant and men are just the opposite 55 percent of males are left brain dominant 45 percent of males are right brain dominant Interesting numbers. Okay, so I have a question for you. What about the brain and happiness? This is actually one of the topics that you talk about on your on your website. One of the things that I know captured my attention right away. Tell us a little bit about how the brain and happiness go together. Well, it's it's about how to how to control that emotion and generate more of it. And it all has to do with what you are focusing on. Now, some people do struggle with that more. Some people do have more of a tendency to think on the negative, whether it's because of their life experience or it's due to uh, just the way that the chemistry in their brain is. They just tend to be more concerned. But you can control that because the brain, like I said, the brain itself listens to what you're thinking in your mind. So if you begin to train your thought process, train your thinking process to be more positive, then you will wind up being a happier person overall. And there's all kinds of little techniques from using post-it notes <laughs> to meditation to all different types of things that you can do to train your brain if you tend to be a, nat a more a negative thinker or a more positive thinker. You know, there might be, depending on how much work you need to do as a person to improve that ability to see the positive. And when you're constantly seeing the positive, then happiness just comes, it just flows. It becomes part of your, you begin to see that. It's kind of like, look at it, think of it this way. Okay, I'm getting all excited here. <laughs> yeah, please, this is great. Think of it this way. You go out and you look for a brand new car and you think you see this car you've you've test driven it you love it <clears throat> you buy it and it's a, a blue chevy whatever <laughs> whatever um corvette all right anyways okay, blue corvette <laughs> that sounds like fun all right it's 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 a car that that you think is unique and all of a sudden you start seeing blue chevy corvettes all over the place right it's like you yeah. never saw them before but now that it's in your line of sight, now that it's something that you are that you are thinking about because you walk out and see it every day, you now see it on the road more than you ever did in the past because you have heightened your attention to notice that. It's the same concept when you are paying attention to the positive. The more you train your brain to see the positive, the more it winds up seeing. And you start noticing it without really even having to look for it because subconsciously you just trained your brain 
to automatically pick up those signals. And when we come back in just a couple of minutes, we're going to continue this conversation today about how your brain is going to help increase the happiness in your life and how your life is going to start to turn around and be even better than it was before. All because we're spending some time today with Julie Anderson, who's the brain lady. You can find her at yourbestmindllc.com. And be sure to stick around till our fourth segment when you can get access to her free gift, which is an incredible gift. And if you want to check out some past episodes of the Imagine More Success radio show, go to imaginemoresuccess.net and check them out. So please stay tuned. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. The views, opinions, and conclusions expressed in the following program are those of the host, guests, and or callers, and not those of Relmar McConnell Media Company, our corporate divisions or entities, the Exxon Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, our staff, management, advertisers, broadcast affiliates, and affiliated broadcast networks. You're back on the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. Today, we're spending time with Julie Anderson. She is the brain lady, considered to be one of the nation's top experts on the brain-personality connection. And in our first segment, we had a little bit of time to talk about happiness and how to increase it. We also talked about how your brain and your thoughts affect your immunity. And of course, that is a very popular topic these days and certainly something that is really important in this time of global pandemic. So, Julie, we want to continue the conversation today and tell us a little bit about what it looks like when someone comes to you with a problem and how you can help them and the kind of outcomes that they can get. Well, it, 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 I work across a, a wide variety of fields. I've been working a lot with corporate leaders lately really helping them to understand that brain personality connection that you mentioned earlier, all about the uh, how to be a better leader by understanding what makes people tick and how to communicate. Because it's all about the receiver in all relationships. If we're talking relationships with, with any of my clients and we are just, it's really important to understand that we always default on whatever our natural way of communication is Whatever our brain naturally does, that's the easiest thing for it. It literally spends less energy to do it our way. Each of us have an individual brain strength, so to speak. But when we are communicating and we're trying to improve that communication, we're trying to be better leaders, better parents, better spouses, better business partners, we need to think about receiver, not sender. And we need to pause. Yes, communication is the response you get. Yeah. We have to pause and and breathe and think, what does Thomas need to hear? What does Cindy need to hear? How does their brain need to receive this message that I'm sending them so that they get it, so that it doesn't lead to frustration or misunderstandings? And that when you start to engage that thought process, then really pretty much every relationship that you have, the communication improves. And when the communication improves, the relationship improves. And it's just this positive back and forth that begins to happen. So that's what I do with the relationship piece and the leadership piece. And then if I'm discussing with, if I'm working with an individual, it's all about helping them to understand where their natural brain strengths are. So often we beat ourselves up for, we literally criticize our own self, which le leads to negative emotions, right? We criticize ourselves for things that we don't do well. And we take courses and we constantly try to improve in these things that we think we should be better at. When in actuality, we may be working against our natural brain strengths. There are just certain things that literally take up to 100 times as much energy in your brain to do. And you want to play in the field or the part of your brain where you spend one one hundredth the amount of energy, where it's so much easier for you to spend. That's, that's your field of genius. That's your natural brain strength. Okay, so, so I, you're saying that we can actually use a, a metric, a tool to figure out 
exactly what your brain strengths are. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Uh, we, we have an assessment. Now, ultimately, the best way would be to put you on one of those, you know, neuroscientific machines. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's a little too much. And I don't necessarily do that because I am not a neuroscientist. But yeah, through a detailed questionnaire and conversation and specific questions, we can pretty much identify where your natural brain gifts are. And then work to match your career or the main life path that you have into those natural gifted areas. Because when you're spending less energy in the brain, you have more energy and more happiness throughout. Julie, one of the things that I'm always telling Thomas is that technology drains my energy. And I can figure technology out because I'm a problem solution person. But it drains me. And isn't that exactly what you're talking about? Absolutely. Absolutely. They've been able to identify in the brain where most tasks take place, what part of the brain you use when you're doing most tasks, right? So if you're doing very technical, detailed things, you're using what I call the master coordinator section of the brain or the back left quadrant of the brain. And if you are, if you are, trying to do if you're naturally gifted in the front right quadrant of the brain which is the big picture the innovation the out-of-the-box thinking the abstract all of that that is where you spend one one hundredths the amount of energy on but if you're having to work in that back portion of the brain too much you're spending a hundred times as much energy so you may learn to do it really well but that doesn't mean that it's not energy intensive for your brain Exactly. Well, in fact, it's kind of scary because I have found issues with technology when technology people haven't been able to see it. But it just, even that little bit makes my whole energy system fried. Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't always realize, that literally your brain burns energy. That's mm -hmm. what you use to think. You use glucose, micronutrition, and oxygen to think. And the burning of that is what is an, a cognitive thought, right? So if you're burning too much at any given time, you can, that's why you can sometimes be sitting in a computer before a computer all day and think, well, I haven't really done anything that should make me tired. But at the end of the day, man, you are wiped out because technically you have been burning a ton of, of energy. Exactly. And see, Thomas can work on it all day, I think, and it doesn't even phase him. <laughs> But, Not anymore. <laughs> but with me, you know, give me something creative or, you know, write a book or write a course. I fly through that. Yep. So let's talk about that. What are some of the different types of tasks that um, that people can kind of have their, their zone of genius where their brain works most efficiently? What are some of the different types? Okay. Well, according to Dr. Richard Heyer, who did a lot of his work out of Stanford or at Bay Area in California, you have four main quadrants. Well, that's just the brain. You have four main quadrants in your brain. What he discovered was the energy expenditure advantage. So out of the four main quadrants, two on the left, two on the right, according to his research, each individual has the ability to use one of those four quadrants with up to one one hundredths the amount of energy because they spend less glucose, micronutrition, and oxygen to work there. So your your front left is what I call your boss quadrant. And I call it that because... That's where all of your boss type functions take place. So if any of us are delegating authority, are doing fact-based analysis or fact-based decision-making, you know, facts in, facts out, um, this is the home of competition. If we're doing something that's very competitive, the, this is the area of the brain that lights up and just fires, right? This is the brain that's most active, the portion of the brain that's most active. Also the Broca's area of the brain, which is the home of audible speech, by the way. So these people are very articulate, but that is, if you are using in doing any of those functions, that's the section of the brain that you're using. The back left, which is a portion I mentioned earlier, the master coordinator, this is like the organizing system in your brain. So this is where spelling is, is housed sequential filing. C-A-T is a sequence of three letters. It's filed, period. There's no, don't need to figure out why. It's just the memory bank for, for facts. So that's where all of your detailed analysis takes place. All of your detailed memory, fact-based memory takes place there. So these individuals are very, 
very detailed oriented time and money is tracked in this quadrant of the brain, the back left. So those individuals are very, very time conscious, very money conscious. I mean, they balance the checkbook down to the quarter cent, right? You, you know, <laughs> they're very, very, very detailed. Now, the okay. right side of the brain I mentioned earlier is the emotion more has more connections to the emotion center in the brain. So right brainers are more emotional and they they just see, feel, experience and display more emotion because they literally have more neural connections. The back right section of the brain, that's where all of your harmonizing takes place. Literally, that's the home of music. So if any of us are listening to music, that's the primary portion of the brain that lights up. That is where your connecting to people takes place, connecting to nature, connecting to spirituality, connecting to people. It takes place there. So that's the home of connection. Mm -hmm. And then the front right is the innovator quadrant. And it's where all of your out-of-box abstract, it's always moving forward, big picture. Do not give it details. Details are the hardest, diagonally opposite most difficult portion of the brain for them to take. This is where Cindy's at when she's writing in her creative mode, just constantly coming up with new thoughts, new ideas. That's that's the innovator quadrant. So those are your four main quadrants. So those and those are the four those are four measurable things that then someone can figure out which one they operate best in and then then they can pattern their life in such a way that they spend most of their working life in their best quadrant, which will give them a better outcome, better results, better more happiness too, right? Exactly. Exactly. Got you got it right on the nose. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about micronutrients and nutrients for the brain in general. You mentioned oxygen, glucose, and micronutrients. I know right now there's a ton of new these nootropics that are out there kind of on the market. But first, let's talk about some of the basic things that your brain needs. Let's talk about just let's let's just walk through them. Okay, uh, good oxygen is number one. So deep breathing, the, the majority of the people do not breathe from their diaphragm, right? We just, especially, this is something else that happens when we get stressed. Our shoulders move in, they move up, our lungs get constricted, you can't breathe deep. So oftentimes, if you're experiencing brain fatigue, first thing you need to do is just simply roll your shoulders back, open your rib cage, and take a deep breath. That's going to get your oxygen flowing. Because it's the oxygen, it's that blood flow, or I should say it's the blood flow that carries the oxygen and that micronutrition to the brain. So if, if you're ever stuck, stressed, whatever, that is the first thing that you do. First thing that you do is breathe. Okay, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm in total alignment with that. that. I'm an opera singer by trade. That is, the, that's number one. Well, maybe behind posture, but. Um, so after, <laughs> after breathing, um, Secondly, then you were talking about glucose. Now, I know a lot of people um, probably have this idea about glucose being like directly from carbohydrates and whatnot. Are there other ways of uh, that you personally recommend about getting glucose to the brain, so like using glutamine or uh, using ketones as a glucose source or anything like that? Yeah, it's, you don't have to worry about that unless you are diabetic and you go into you know a sugar crash type, type of a thing. You don't have to worry about the, if you're eating a basic healthy diet, your brain's getting plenty of glucose. So don't think that, that the brain lady just told you to go eat a candy bar. <laughs> That's what Snickers was hoping for, but you know, yeah. <laughs> one can only hope. No, just your, your basic diet is healthy diet, right? Is going to provide your brain with the, the glucose because your body, your body is converting it. Your brain's just burning it. That makes sense. So sure, you're, yeah. yeah, your your body's gonna gonna take care of that in the digestive system. Your brain's just gonna use it once it's there. And what about micronutrients? What are some of the micronutrients that you find people are most often deficient in? That if they had a little boost in that particular area, their brain would function much better. L-theanine is probably one of the best. It's just some of the research that's been done on that and what it does for the brain is incredible. Um, your B vitamins are are excellent. Uh, your D, um, of course, it's it's not a vitamin, but your fish oils, you know, or your I should just say your EFAs, your essential fatty acids, doesn't okay. have to come from fish. It can be you know plant based, but fish is just one of the best. 
the best sources of that. Your brain loves that and needs that for ultimate con uh, conductivity of the neurons. Because remember, it's all electrical impulses. So that just improves those electrical impulses from neuron to neuron. So everybody should, if you don't have, if you're not living in a part of the country where you are eating a good healthy fish several times a week, then you should be taking a, an EFA as it, my opinion, my opinion. Okay. As a, and of course, this is not medical advice. If, if you are under any kind of <laughs> therapy for the doctor, you know, or, you know, be sure to check everything with your doctor, but there's plenty of information out there that says how essential, um, essential fatty acids are for the brain. Absolutely. And, and we're going to continue the conversation here. Uh, when we come back in the next segment, we're continuing with Julie Anderson. She is the brain lady. You can find her at yourbestmindllc.com. And if you'd like to learn more about what Cindy and I do as far as coaching to help you make more money in your business, you can go to findhiddenmoney.com. That's findhiddenmoney.com. And for past episodes, go to the Imagine More Success radio show at imaginemoresuccess.net. Please stay tuned. The views, opinions, and conclusions expressed in the following program are those of the host, guests, and or callers, and not those of Relmar McConnell Media Company, our corporate divisions or entities, the Exxon Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, our staff, management, advertisers, broadcast affiliates, and affiliated broadcast networks. Welcome. Welcome back to the Imagine More Success show with Cindy Hendricks and Thomas Hines. And we're thrilled to have Julie Anderson with us today, the brain lady who has just gone through some amazing information for us about both sides of the brain and how they affect our day. So, Julie, yes. amazing information. And we were just going over the micronutrients and vitamins and such. And one of the things that I have discovered that's very helpful is a product called Kiramed, which is like turmeric on steroids. And mm. are you familiar with that one or do you know about turmeric? I'm not, but turmeric is another one, another good one. It has many medicinal purposes as well as being good for the brain. Well, I can tell you it's worked wonders for me to keep my focus and fast mind. So, um, but I'm really interested in learning what you shared about the others. The one that I didn't know about was the L-theanine. So mm -hmm. can you explain to us what that one is and what it does? Uh, not in great detail. I'm not a, a, a nutritionalist. <laughs> But it is something that they have found. It just it opens the it it increases the ability for concentration, mm. and it's it's one of those things that I take on a daily basis. Um, the product I use is called Delta E. It's just a little drink that I I call it my brain drink, right? And it's got that and a green tea base because they count they work together. Um, and there is there's there's constantly coming out new and more information about wonderful things for for cognition and just really being able to focus more. But I think sometimes, in my opinion, we get a little too wrapped up in the supplement side of things and forget that there are just some good old-fashioned day-to-day habits that you can create that oh, will give you amazing brain, uh, you know, do amazing things for your brain. Wonderful. Can you share what a few of those might be? Because I'm sure that we all need to focus more, especially in this time when everybody's so stressed out. Right. Well, first is, is that oxygen intake. And when I say the oxygen intake, I mean exercise. They have amazing, amazing uh, studies that have been done on physical activity and the, how much it slows the deterioration of the brain. So doing, getting that exercise, getting that oxygen moving, it removes, you know, detoxifies the body when you exercise. A lot of people don't think of it as a detoxifier, but your skin is the biggest organ in your body. So if you are sweating, you're detoxing. And if you're exercising, you're moving, the, the muscles are helping to move the lymph system and the lymph system is what carries the toxins out of the body. And when it's carrying the toxins out of the body, it's carrying the toxins out of the brain. So making sure that you get physical exercise, physical activity is huge. 
And that brings in the breathing, right? That because if you're obviously if you're exercising, you're breathing deeper. When you are then if you're ever exercising, of course you need to increase your water. Just good old fashioned water. <laughs> most yes. most people do not realize just a two percent drop in body water. So it's before you really even realize that you're thirsty. Just two percent causes a tremendous difficulty in focusing on or I should say increased difficulty. I may be a little dramatic there the first time around. <laughs> An increased difficulty on focusing on the printed page and the computer screen. Difficulty doing basic math and problem-solving skills. All of those begin to drop dramatically when you're 2% down in your body water. So just making sure that you're drinking enough water, good old-fashioned clean water. Well, and I don't think people understand how important the lymphatic system is in the body and that it runs alongside all of the veins and the blood vessels. And if you don't drink water, it is a dry creek. Exactly. And that's the reason why it runs along all the blood, all of the, the blood system is because the blood system dumps all of the toxins into the lymphatic system. And then and the lymphatic system moves it out. Well, I was just going to say, when people don't keep that hydration going, that's what causes illness is all those toxins in the body and not being taken out. Exactly. So sometimes we get, and that's kind of the point I was trying to make, is that sometimes we get so excited about, oh, there's this new research about this this vitamin or this nutrient or this you know extra thing that we can take. And we buy into that. And, and all of them have a basis. Obviously, they've done scientific research. But you can get such good results by just having a really high wellness level lifestyle, drinking lots of water, getting that physical activity, having, you know, constantly feeding your brain with positive thinking. All of those things are going to be just as healthy for the brain. And keeping as, stress as a minimum. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And the way you manage your stress, which is what we kind of talked about at the beginning. Well, I would love for you to spend some more time on that because one of the things that you do is helping people deal with stress management. Yeah, absolutely. So there are just a, a huge number of things that you can do on a day-to-day -day basis. I have a program that's called Change Your Mind, and it's just simple, practical things that you can do that shifts the chemistry in your mind, in your brain, I should say. And it can be everything from writing stick'em notes, that post-it notes, that just simply say breathe, reminding yourself to breathe, training yourself to breathe. Just breathe, just take pause. Turning off technology, people. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck with is, that one. Yeah, right? This is one of the things that there's so much so many studies that are coming out of out of the different research fields now on the how the being constantly tied to technology raises the stress level tremendously because we're you know every time the the phone notification goes off your blood pressure rises slightly your your that amygdala kicks in is this a danger is this a bad post is this a bad message is this a a bill that needs to be paid. What is it? It's all, it, it gives you this almost split second angst, right? So sometimes just literally, I tell people if there's any way you can put, if you can at all possibly shut off your phone every night at a certain time and do not turn it back on till the next morning, uh, you'll sleep better because you won't get that electro, you know, you won't get that light messing up your brain circadian rhythm, right? But you'll also, your body will calm down because you won't constantly be on edge. What's that next notification? Because when you hear the notification, then you're driven to check the notification. So it, it can wait till tomorrow oftentimes. Well, <laughs> or, I have all notifications turned off my phone except for the phone ringing because that way I don't even have to think about it. And then I check it when I have time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tell my husband this all the time. My husband's a pool builder. He builds swimming pools. Um, and I, I he will get phone calls at the oddest time of night and texts at like 10 o'clock at night. He's gotten them at 4 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And, and on Sunday, and I'm like, honey, you're not 
an emergency room doctor. You are not a cardiovascular surgeon. <laughs> you guess build when you really need a pools. pool, you really need a pool. <laughs> I guess so. But I'm like, just shut it off because it stresses him out. Right? When it, it sounds him. like it's stressing you out too. <laughs> sometimes it, when it stresses him out, sometimes it does. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't realize so, yeah. people were so tied to their pools. I, I, it's, it is the weirdest thing. It is really, it's a strange phenomenon, strange phenomenon. <laughs> Somebody should do a study on it. <laughs> yeah, really. Julie, there's a part of the conversation I'd like for us to touch on today, which is uh, we're moving from swimming pools to parenting. Let's talk about how the work that you do and really creating your best mind can, can help with parenting and what that really means uh, to the world in general. Oh, this is huge. This is so huge. First and foremost, what we have to understand as human beings, as parents, is that our kids are not playing with a full deck. They just literally aren't. The developing brain of a child is just that. It is developing. And oftentimes our children, especially through this last year, are being exposed to things that are adult things, right? They are things that their brain, their prefrontal cortex. Now, understand the PFC, the prefrontal cortex, is probably the most important portion of your brain when it comes to thought process. It is the portion of the brain that allows us to understand the consequences of our actions, that allows us to reason, that allows us to figure things out, to think logically, to process emotional thought. We have to have that prefrontal cortex. That's not ready till you're about 23 years old, right? So you wow. can, yeah, is that late? yeah, yeah. And as a matter of fact, the brain is not completely myelinated. So those neurons, doing that myelin sheath that protects the neurons, is not completely done until you're about 30. So your brain can still short circuit until you're about 30. Wow. <laughs> you know? So understanding parents have got to understand, you can talk to a child logically, of course, and you want to train them to think that's part of your job, but you have to understand that there's a certain amount that their brains just are not ready to handle. They're not ready to handle the seriousness of everything that's been going on in this last year. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't that, you know, it's, it's up to you as a parent, how much you allow them to be exposed to, because they need to understand why they're wearing masks and why they can't, you know, go have play dates at the park with their friends. Like, but you, you need to be cautious about how deep you go with that because their brains literally do not have the processing power to understand that. And it'll convert into emotion and it'll burn things in that subconscious, especially if, it, if they're under 10. It'll burn things in the subconscious that will be there a lifetime, a lifetime. So really understanding as a parent what their brains are capable of can really help you to improve your parenting skills tremendously. You have to become the prefrontal cortex for your kids because they don't have one yet. That's fascinating. I'm sure that requires a lot of uh, trust and connection as well to really be able to do that for them, right? Yeah. And sometimes it takes just allowing them to be kids. Like, I think my generation, I'm 55, and I think my generation growing up in the, the 70s, we were allowed to be kids a lot more. We didn't worry about the things that, that our children now are worrying about. Because we weren't exposed to them the way that that the world and computers and the Internet and all of that exposes our kids now. So it's it takes it takes really allowing them to be children, just mm. allowing them to be kids and do silly, ridiculous things. Yes. Again, you have to train them and they want to have manners and all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just allowing them to just be a child. Julie, there's a great quote that you shared with us, which is one generation of deeply loving parents would change the brain of the next generation. And with that, the world from Charles Absolutely. Ross. And that's a 
great quote. Really love that. And that's, uh, it's fascinating to think that, uh, just by working on, you know, the brains of some parents, we're going to change an entire generation. It's pretty cool. Yep. But that's the power we have as parents. That's the power we have. We can either set our children up for success or for failure, depending on how we parent them. Beautiful. When we are talking about these assessments, we're, we're actually going to take a little break here in a couple of minutes, and we're going to head uh, into the fourth segment. When we come into the fourth segment, we've got an amazing free gift from Julie Anderson for you. So we want to make sure that you're sticking around and continuing to enjoy this conversation, which is just fascinating and honestly has got me in a trance. My brain is spinning right now just thinking about all the <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> it's been pretty awesome. I do want to come back and talk a little bit more about some of the how-tos and, and what's next for people. And let's really give people an idea of what is possible for them. So just a couple of minutes, when we come back, we'll be on with Julie Anderson again. She's at yourbestmindllc.com. And if you'd like to check out some of the past episodes where you can get amazing free gifts from each and every single episode of our show, go to imaginemoresuccess.net. views, opinions, and conclusions expressed in the following program are those of the host, guests, and or callers, and not those of Relmar McConnell Media Company, our corporate divisions or entities, the Exxon Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, our staff, management, advertisers, broadcast affiliates, and affiliated broadcast networks. We're back on the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We're so glad you could join us today. We've been having a really fascinating conversation with Julie Anderson. She's known as the Brain Lady. You can find her at yourbestmindllc.com. We've been talking about some of the amazing uh, ways in which the brain gets nutrition, needs oxygen, how deep breathing and exercise can reduce stress and thereby uh create more feelings of happiness in your life, which is something I think everyone's really aspiring for. We've hit on all sorts of topics like also how can uh, changing your brain affect your relationship with your children and help to build a new world in the future. Uh, it's just been really fascinating conversation. Cindy, this is something that we like to talk about a lot of times what's possible, right? The, the whole idea of our show, everything that we do is, is to find out what's possible for people to open that up and, um, what sort of things do you do you hear that are possible for people that are listening today? Well, actually, I think that every single thing that Julie had to say is helpful in every part of your life because, you know, I'm about being positive. And one of the things I do when a negative thought creeps slowly into my brain is I'll say, stop it. <laughs> and I force my brain to push that negative thought out because I know how damaging it can be. You know, I've known Julie for probably a couple decades, and uh, I've, I've heard her speak about the, the, the brain and um, some of the things that she's talked about today. But even before that, you know, my favorite quote is, you become what you think about, from Earl Nightingale. And so I am definitely in the same thought process of uh, Julie's thinking and training on you know, the brain is really, really everything that controls everything. And so I'm thrilled to have her on the show today to share with us all of her wonderful knowledge on what she's brought with us today. And I'm really excited to hear what she's going to share next. Julie, let's talk a little bit about how, um, about how the work that you do uh, affects people's businesses. Well, it really helps. It takes kind of shifts their brain in terms of the way they look at the things that they are doing. We outsource is like my absolute favorite word when I'm talking with entrepreneurs or really any kind of business, even leaders within an organization. Oftentimes we think, well, I'll learn how to do it so that I can get it done. Or it's just easier for me to do it myself. Truth is, it's not always easier. Like literally, it is not easier in your brain to do something that is in a non-gifted section of your brain. Like as an as an innovator, it is not easier for my brain to do anything that takes that master coordinator quadrant. 
anything that takes those details. So it will take me a hundred times as much more energy. I can do it, but it'll take me probably five times as long as hiring somebody who has that area of their brain as their natural gift. So it's a matter of really when I work with whether it's an entrepreneur or a leader, it's really looking at all of the dynamics of your business. And when I say all of the dynamics, I mean every detail of what you do in your business from driving to the post office and picking up the mail to writing the checks, to creating the content, to editing the content, to posting the content, like everything. We look at that and we go, okay, here's where first we start off with a brain, brain strength, um, assessments so we find out where their natural gifts are and then we start to list all of their things that they need to do within their job their job description or within their life because sometimes it's hiring a housekeeper right sometimes it's something on the home front that you're going to do that we can we find everything that we can that we can either put onto somebody else's plate who that's their gifted area. So they're not overwhelmed either. They're actually thriving doing it. And then how to manage the things that you can't outsource, that you can't give away. There may be tasks that are very labor intensive for your brain that you simply can't give to someone else. Well, then we teach them how to sandwich that between natural gifted things that are going to thrill their brain and refeed their brain energy bank or refill their brain energy bank. So I'm thinking one of those things, Julie, would be preparing your taxes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very good good timing so, right <laughs> so how, how can you sandwich that big bonanza <laughs> um you hire an accountant no it, it <laughs> i have one but i still have to do the prep you still have to do the prep right well you know there's if you can access different systems that they have now there's so many different systems that are time savers that just automatically you know, QuickBooks Online, those kinds of things that you can connect to your bank account, that you can connect to accounts, and it does a basic category, you know, categorizes it basically for you, and then you have to go in and do the details. There's there's a couple of concepts. One is the, the concept of eat the frog first. So first thing in the morning when you have the most brain energy bank, or the most brain energy, I should say, banked up, that's when you tackle that thing that's going to be the hardest. Now, the what you've got to understand is your brain, your your amygdala <laughs> will jump in and try to distract you and send you to do the laundry or send you to do something because it will see something that's very labor intensive for it, it to do, like your taxes. As so a that's danger. why that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Procrastination is all about your brain protecting itself. Right. It does. It sends you away from doing something that it thinks is going to harm you in one way or another. So you have to you have to tell your amygdala, let just chill out. I got to take care of this, and then you chunk it. Literally, set a timer, and don't work on it for more than thirty minutes. I tell people never sit for more than thirty minutes at a time. You need to just going from a sitting to a standing position alone is going to increase the oxygen level to your brain by ten to fifteen percent. So well, your you know, brain people today people today have those desks that you work while you're standing up. Yep. I believe Thomas has one of those. I do too. Yep. They're wonderful. Whenever I'm doing a presentation, especially virtual presentations now, I do them all standing up because it keeps that circulation in your brain going better. Mm-hmm. So you you need to chunk it. Now that you, you've worked on something that's very labor intensive for the brain, burned a lot of brain energy, you've done that for 30 minutes, you're going to get up, you're going to move. I tell people dance. Dancing does wonderful things for your brain. It really does because it engages multiple portions of the brain. So it's like the best ex- brain exercise ever. There's wonderful studies that they've done on dementia and Alzheimer's and and how much dance, you know, stays or pushes that off. Anyways, whole nother show. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you move, you hydrate, right? You hydrate. You maybe allow yourself to do something that will fill your brain, something creative for a little bit. And then you go back because now you've made the deposit in your brain energy bank. And then you go back and you tackle tackle the next chunk. And you repeat this process until this huge monster has been chunked down into a little mouse. And that's when you get the snicker bar and feed the glucose. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wondered, that's why my accountant has candy bars in her office. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Maybe so. (laughs) 
So that's the best way to do it. That's what we call sandwiching is you sandwich, you put that highly labor intensive thing in between things that will constantly refill that energy bank. So you, that way you're never overly taxing your brain too much. So Julie, I would love for you to share with our listeners how they can connect with you to get that free gift and to explain about what it is that you can do for them. Well, I believe I gave them a 30-minute complimentary consultation. Yes, and how can they connect? Okay, so go to chatwithbrainladyjulie.com and just reserve reserve a time uh, and we'll get to we'll chat and we can use that time. I always tell people be prepared for that time. Right. This is complimentary. It's for you. It's about you. You've heard some of the basics. Check out the site first. Find out what it is you want me to discuss with you in that 30 minutes. Be prepared. And we can do everything from a a mini brain strength discovery where we're actually asking you. I'll ask you a few very pointed questions that will help me to determine where your natural brain strengths may be and then how to apply that. Or to just ask questions in general. Now, I want to emphasize or I want to make sure that everybody understands I'm not a neuroscientist, so don't call me if you've got a brain tumor, right? This is, <laughs> this is, this is about the practical application for your life, your business, and your relationships. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm going to do is to, I'm just going to, I love talking brains, so let me, let me pick yours. <laughs> and what I'm sure that people are interested in right now is you do several things and work on in several areas. What would it look like for someone to work with you? Can you give us an example or two? Well, it's going to depend on what your needs are. So I can come in and I can help you if you're an entrepreneur. I can help you identify your natural brain gifts and how they apply within the structure of your business and the design and plan of what to outsource, what to keep, and then how to manage the things that you are keeping. How to, if you're, if you want to talk sales, I, I will work with sales and understanding the brains of the people that you're connecting with, how to read people, how to, how to discover what their brain strengths are and what their brains need to see, feel, and hear in order to come and, you know, connect with you and work with you. If you're a leader and uh, love working with leaders, because everything, if you can, if you can work with the leaders, whether it's your leaders in your community or your leaders in your organizations, if you can work with the leaders, there's that trickle-down effect, right? So when I work with leaders, it's all about really understanding the, the best way to communicate and the best way to lead. To lead in a way that is going to inspire the people in your team, that is going to help maximize, help them feel good about themselves and best utilize their natural talents. So that's a lot of what I do with developing the leadership skills and helping them to really understand, again, what I said at the beginning, that thinking receiver, not sender. And how do you do an assessment with the left, right brain and the quadrants to figure out where the strengths are? How do you determine that? Yeah, I do. We have a very complex assessment. The brain personality connection is actually five facets. And the four quadrants that we talk about today is just one of those five. There's mm-hmm. also your sensory modality, so how your brain processes incoming data most efficiently and effectively. There's your introversion, ambiversion, extroversion levels. So how much external stimulus does your brain want and crave in order to function at its peak? There is the gender. We touched on that for just, just briefly. There's a difference between the male-female brain. So if we're communicating across that gender line, understanding the male brain and the female brain is huge. So we, we talk about that. And then there's the nurture. So who raised you? How were you raised? Was there early childhood trauma? What is your birth order? There's just things that firstborns do that the last child doesn't and vice versa. So we take all that the brain personality connection assessment takes all five of those facets into, into consideration. And how long would that assessment take? And is it like a paper or in-person interview or zoom it's well, it's because of COVID, it's it's not in person. Most of it's done Zoom anyways due to um, just distance because I work with people all over the place. But it is it's a it's a fourteen page assessment. It gets sent to you. We are we are minutes away from getting it digitized. So it'll just be able to be done on on digital. And then I get the results and we we talk before you take the assessment and then we talk after you take the assessment for an hour 
uh, two hour, two one hour segments. And then we go from there, whatever that that's the assessment part of it. And if that's all you want, then that's then that's where we you know, that's where we shake hands. But if you want to continue that and understand how to apply that more in your life, then we work on all different kinds of programs past that. And tell our listeners again how they can um, access your giveaway for the 30-minute chat. Go to chatwithbrainladyjulie.com. And that's my that's my scheduling software. So you can just, just schedule that 30 minutes. And we'll, we'll, it'll notify me and then I'll send you, I'll follow up with an email and tell you how to be prepared and we'll, we'll connect. And then of course you can always reach out to me on the, so I'm on every social media platform out there, even clubhouse now. So. (laughs) Okay. Well, there you have it. You can reach Julie at chatwithbrainladyjulie.com. You can find her at yourbestmindllc.com. And I think it's fascinating what she can do for us. So what I'd like to do is thank you all for listening today. And if you'd like to find out about us, go to imaginemoresuccess.com.